Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. Web 3.0 propagates decentralization. No central authority should have the right to operate. A user is the owner of their action and privacy is preserved at all cost. In Web 3.0, the user is able to read, write and execute the transactions on web. Women Who Code Talks Tech is a segment that features experts in a specific field of technology sharing their knowledge on an in-depth and highly technical subject. These talks are designed to both introduce advanced subjects and provide insight into the work being done in these fields. Hi everyone, I hope you are doing well. I am Shrishti Singh, I'm a Web3 lead and co-founder at Unicus One. I'm going to share an insight into decentralized storage. So the world around us is progressing at a very rapid pace and so is the technology. The best part is that we are becoming conscious of our actions on board and also our virtual privacy. All the so-called intelligent machines operate on the basis of information fed to them. Data is the new oil. Companies developing these machines need data the more, the merrier. Data trade has become a trillion dollar affair these days. And all this is done by putting our privacy on stake. To tackle this, we needed a more democratic solution for data storage. This is when decentralized storage comes into play. To understand what decentralized storage is, we first need to understand what a centralized storage is. A centralized storage is a system that so stores all the data on a single server. So all the actions we do on web, all the personal information we provide to a website, all those are stored on a central server. Decentralization comes into play and splits the user files into different encrypted fragments and allocate them to different nodes or networks. And this is how a distributed secure ledger of files is being created. And this is on the blockchain. This makes our data secure. Not even a single node would be able to decrypt the data which is being stored there because that is in the form of hash and it is being encrypted using cryptography and algorithms such as SHA-256. Why do we need decentralized storage? We already have central, store, uh, central servers in place, but why do we need it? So when decentralized storage comes into play, the security enhances. So no one is able to hack the decentralized storage. In centralized storage, all our data is stored at a single point on a single server. So the problem with one server could lead to the data breach of all the users. In decentralized storage, this is not the case. Data, each and every data is divided into several fragments and stored on different nodes and each of these nodes are not even able to decrypt the data because again it's hash so the security is enhanced a lot it's an open source service anyone is able to utilize and use it it's an expensive solution the central storage database is an expensive affair and uh, time and money is needed to be invest on setting up those server but decentralized storage is as it's a computer network so if we, they even uh, reward the users who provide storage at their system. It's very fast as compared to the centralized server. 
decentralized storage is very fast. Within seconds, you get the IPFS or the hash of the file you have stored. And also, if you become one of the nodes in those decentralized secure network, you get the opportunity to earn money. So how does it work? So let us suppose you have a file which you have uploaded on a decentralized server. The file gets split into several parts. And then again, these parts are encrypted using cryptography or some kind of algorithm. And these encrypted files are stored on different nodes. This all together forms the decentralized storage. So as we can see, no single computer has access to all the files. It's all fragmented and also it's encrypted and it cannot be decrypted uh, by any node. The algorithm, the cryptography algorithm is tried and tested and Merkle hash tree is used to do the same. Storage system economy. We, we all know how data, we, we all know it's a famous saying that data is the new oil and the number says it all. As the number of users of the web are increasing, so is the need to store their data. By 2025, there will be over 100 gigabytes of data stored in the cloud. Cloud data centers will process 94% of all workloads in 2021. In 2020, the total worth of the market was $371.4 billion. It's projected that the market will increase up to $832.1 billion by 2025, with an overwhelming 94.44% of data being stored on Google Drive, which again is a centralized cloud storage. So we can see the economy is growing at a tremendous pace. But again, along with that, the users are becoming conscious of their data privacy. They don't want to, they don't want the websites to store cookies and informations of their data and sell it to a third party in order to make money. They need the right to privacy. So again, if we put into decentralization in this scenario, this could be leveraged very well. Now let's see what's the basic difference between centralized storage versus decentralized storage. So centralized storage uses a centralized single server. All the data is stored at a single point. The breach of it could lead to the breach of all the files stored on that server. On the other hand, decentralized storage works on a peer-to-peer -peer network. It's a distributed network of computers that store the files or the fragments of file available. So this enhances the security as well. In centralized storage, you lack the ownership of your data. So if you have stored your information on a centralized server, whosoever owns that server owns your data. But on decentralized storage, only you are the owner of your data. It is being stored on different nodes, but no one is able to decrypt it except you. So you are the sole owner of your data and the ownership is preserved, which is like a fundamental right of any web user. So centralized storage has a very high cost. We have seen Google server storage. Those are large room with large computational power and servers being set up. On the other hand, decentralized storage is a low cost fare because there are different uh, networks being, uh, computer networks being connected together. 
and we don't need to set up those large server rooms. Centralized storage is relatively slower. Decentralization process happens faster. So the fragmentation of all the files and encryption and decryption happens at a faster pace as compared to the time taken by the file to be stored on a central server. Central server is vulnerable to security threats. The reason we have already discussed that it's being stored on at a single point. So a single point is responsible for all security vulnerability which we have. On the decent, on the other hand, decentralized storage has a greater security and privacy, and the breach of which is next to impossible because to hack those, the hacker needs to uh, hack more than 51% of the nodes out there, which is next to impossible. Hacking more than 51% of the networks or the computers in a decentralized network is next to impossible. So the security level and the privacy level increases in this case. Centralized storage, there are higher chances of losing your file. Any mishap happens, be it with the server room, be it the server, any technical glitch, all the files are being lost and the recovery is next to possible, impossible. On the other hand, in decentralized storage, as the files are stored in segments, the there's only a minimal file loss. They are very less, the, the chances of losing a file decreases many folds in decentralized storage. So now moving on to what is Web 3.0. Web 3.0 is the third iteration of World Wide Web. Everything which we discussed is based on the web, the data which which is being collected by us, our, our actions and operations which we do is based on the World Wide Web. So it's the need to discuss Web 3.0, which is the latest iteration. Web 3.0 has, block, has blockchain as its underlying technology. Again, blockchain, uh, blockchain is a secure distributed ledger, similar to the ledger or the network of net, uh, com computer nodes which we discussed for a de decentralized storage network. Blockchain is a network of nodes and it's secure and distributed as well. Web 3.0 propagates decentralization. That means no central authority should have the right to operate. A user is the owner of their action and privacy is preserved at all cost. In Web 3.0, the user is able to read, write, and execute the transactions on web. There's no third party behind the scene operating it on their behalf. So the relevance of decentralized storage in Web3, as Web3 propagates decentralization, decentralization is the fundamental uh, principle of Web3.0. Again, decentralized storage ensures that decentralization is being maintained. So it's, it's also based on uh, blockchain technology. It advocates the privacy protection, data standby redundancy, and value-oriented data by providing network nodes and content uploaders with in incentives. The integration of decentralized storage with blockchain provides strong scalability, high security, high efficiency, automatic fault tolerance, high reliability, and low cost. So 
all these perks are being benefited to Web3 because decentralized storage has been incorporated in it. So this is the relevance of having decentralized storage. The security increases many folds. Fault tolerance increases many fold. The cost is reduced a lot and the reliability is very high. Also, the ownership of data and privacy of data is of a user is preserved at all cost. So some popular decentralized storage solutions are Sia.tech, which is which is a cloud based decentralized storage. So the information is uh, stored on cloud, but it's decentralized again divided into fragments and encrypted Filecoin Filecoin. We must have heard of IPFS or Pinata while we mint an NFT, which is a non fungible token. We upload the metadata or the basic information about that NFT onto an IPFS from IPFS. We get a unique hash. So any data. So suppose I I upload an image twice, I will get the same hash because it's being encrypted in such a way that a file is being converted into a hash and that is the unique identifier of an NFT, which makes it a non fungible token or unique. So basically decentralized storage forms the basis of non fungible token by providing a unique identity to each and every file that is being uploaded. So yeah, that's it from my side. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening and remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.